it's 8 o'clock. It's a full moon. It's time for Pam Tice's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. This is My Strange X Show. You guys were just listening to some music there in the fills all night, floating go. That's one of my ex-boyfriend's bands. That's right. A drummer comedian, Aaron Barrett. Yeah, part of floating goat. Great stuff. One of the only ex-boyfriends that I'm actually still friends with because he's a wonderful human being. And, and why would you date someone for such a long time and then just, you know, throw them into the wilds of the world and never talk to them again? Why would you do that? <laughs> Is that normal? Normal people do that? They're just like, I'm just never going to talk to you again. <laughs> That's what I did with my ex-husband. That's how that works. We don't talk or call no it's great we're gonna it's we're pre-valentine's day here fuck valentine's day we can all give a super happy roundup a clap for that anybody believe in valentine's day yay i love it when people tell me how to love people i just love it i uh but as a woman i i do love uh, all of those stereotypes that exist in the world i do love chocolate that's true i also like flowers uh, and uh, playing with my clitoris. I like that too. That's, that's one of the things that's good that my ex-husband didn't do either. Uh, he also <laughs> didn't buy any chocolate. Uh, my ex-husband actually uh, was chocolate. He was, he was of the brown persuasion. He was a black man. Uh, and it absolutely is true. They don't go down on you. They don't. It's just a thing. It's... I, I was with him for 13 years, and it's just, they just don't do that. They just, it's, I can say, like, the stereotype exists because it happened in my own life. It's like one of those things that happens over and over and over, and you're like, this is a real thing, right? <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, so my ex-husband, I mean, lovely human being, I guess. We don't talk anymore. He has kids now and a new wife. Uh, and that's, that's awesome. Uh, he was black, and that was cool and everything. And my friends would always be like, Wow. <laughs> your husband's black he must have a huge dick and I'm like yeah absolutely uh but what they didn't know is I had, he was the first guy I ever had sex with so I had no like I had nothing to compare it against and I was raised really Christian so I've never really been into porn so I haven't really seen like I hadn't seen a lot of like dick size I you know studied the Kama Sutra where I was like look at this there's rabbit men and there's there's horsemen and there's like ox men and I was like well he's not like a rabbit and I, was like, I don't know it's a bit, uh. but it wasn't like you don't really like, see anything so I was like oh I don't know and his dick's really big it's great uh and so then when I left him and I moved to San Francisco uh, and I slept with my first white guy, I was like, wow, your dick is enormous. And he was like, uh, kind of standard, really. And I was like, <laughs> it's like perspective, perspective is amazing. Uh, I, you know, in my marriage, I, I actually got my first STD. I don't know if you guys know uh, about that marriage STD you get. It, it's sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get from your first marriage. That's first, it's fun, fun STD. Uh, but I, I haven't had, I haven't, geez, I don't even, I, I've never really had any like bad ex relationships because I always leave them better than when I found them. You know what I mean? Like for me, I feel great about the situation. I'm like, oh, remember when you were a 23 year old skateboarder and you live with your mom and now I helped get her on food stamps and you on food stamps and now you don't live with your mom. And they're like, fuck you, you're 86 from this bar because you broke up with me. And I was like, I... Now you can afford to buy your own drinks. Like, <laughs> how did I, how did I hurt this situation? This was fine, uh, but I do, I do try to leave them better than when I found them, and that's why I like dating younger men because they have so many problems and it's so much easier to fix them. <laughs> also, like being over, they're like, "I'll do anything you say," and I'm like, "Okay, go get a job." <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I don't believe in jobs. I don't believe in working. Um, that's not true. I believe in um, working to like actually create something and have an authentic life. Look, I'm a hippie. Yay. Hey, welcome. 
Come on in, take a seat. There's there's seats over there, seats in the plate. There's lot there's lots you got the good IPA very nice you guys are clearly are you I don't want to say clearly like look at me do with stereotypes two people walk in together and it's a boy and a girl and I'm like you guys are in a relationship huh how's it going it's going well how's your Valentine's Day it's gonna be good got a present yet Sweet, yeah I don't understand like this whole like buying presents for each other because it kind of seems like a zero wash it's like I'm gonna buy you something and you're gonna buy me something and why don't we just not buy each other anything and like go eat chocolate <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't, although the chocolate, you can't buy, you can buy chocolate with food stamps. It's very exciting. Uh, I do. You can at Whole Foods. Yes. You can't buy it at Seas Candy though. They do not take food stamps. They, they do give you free candy though when you go in there. Well, yeah, but they are, God, I love chocolate. I'm sorry. My boyfriend's, uh, who brought the Girl Scout cookies? Christ. Oh. <gasps> Now, I used to be a Girl Scout. Now, this is exciting. Um, this will date me. I have a patch on my, on my thing here. It says Diablo Day Camp 1981. <laughs> I was a Girl Scout. Thank you. This is actually my outdoor cooking badge. Uh, I, I got that as a kid. I like to sew it on things. I actually, um, I, I make, you guys have tried the, the pot food. I wish there was a pot food badge and I wish I could go back now as like an adult Girl Scout and like make my own badge and sew it onto things and be like, I am good at cooking with weed. Like make a, like a little weed leaf. Like I'd love to like teach a bunch of small children in a room how to make, like I'd be like, you decarb the weed first. So I'd be like, first take those tiny little hands and put that weed together because you got to break it up. You got to break up that weed. You know what? And if you get a little finger hash, put that aside for, for Big Mama Benjamin in the corner. You know what I'm saying like there's nothing you can do with that now but I'm gonna use it for later but take those tiny little hands why are we against children working they have such darling tiny little hands they can pick out all those weird little seeds and nubs you know that you don't want teaching them how to decarb talking about you know 180 degrees is a vaporization point of THC I think these are important lessons for small children to be learning now in this new economy let's move forward with the green economy I can't wait till there are pot flavored Girl Scout cookies right like you get the Samoa and the caramel has the weed in it right I actually should just make these I should make my own thin mints with weed in them and um yeah who is eating delicious foods it's you oh it smells so good Donia Terrace across the street they're lovely don't ever divorce them uh so yeah ex-relationships I actually god what's the worst thing I okay so I made the worst ex-boyfriend ever by um when I first moved to San Francisco, I was into that whole, like, let's have an open relationship, but just not tell anybody about it. It's like what guys do every day, right? They just sleep with a bunch of women and just don't tell anybody. They're like, just don't talk about it, okay? It's like, oh, okay. So we were it, we were in an open relationship, but I hadn't talked about it with anybody. So uh, I was uh, downstairs uh, in, within my bedroom with a, a nice young man who I was, uh, he was frequenting my vagina. And... Uh, and then all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door of the garage that I live in and the door opens and I'm like, what is going on here? And oh, my other boyfriend came. He started to surprise me with donuts in the morning. Oh no. And he found another person in the bed and he's like, I didn't know we were in an open relationship. And then he hit the wall and then I said, the wall always wins. <laughs> and then he left. That was awkward. The guy in the bed just put the covers over his head like a coward. Like the coward that he would, that didn't want to be in a real relationship with me. <laughs> 
San Francisco in the mid 2000s. <laughs> Back when I was the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was so. It was, here we are in hell together. Um, <laughs> I know my favorite. My favorite Bible story is like an ex story, but it's weird. It's when um, so Lot's wife turned around because she like I don't know missed all the ass sex of Sodom and Gomorrah, and so she turned into a pillar of salt, and then. Uh, Lot ran up into the hills with his two daughters and then uh, they were like, oh no, there's not going to be any more Jews left. So then they got their dad drunk and slept with him. <laughs> and so I was like, so your ex-wife is barely a pillar of salt and you're already fucking your daughters? Like, what is going on, Bible? This is, these are the weird exist relationships I've ever... How do you break up with your daughter? Like, how does that work after she's pregnant and you're like, hey, we had a really great those years together where I raised you <laughs> and now I just don't think I can deal with this baby that you've brought into the world to save the entire Jewish people. I don't know if I was on board with that like action. I was, I was blacked out. What do I do? What is the law? What are the, what are the lawyers? How does that case these days like come out and get resolved in, in like family court? <laughs> well, he's a drunk, but he can keep it hard. You know, like what are we supposed to do? Everyone gets whiskey dick for real, finally. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, that's that's how we're going to start the show. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Uh, we sing a little song here on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I love that Gorilla Glue, you know what I'm saying? M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! We have a fabulous show for you tonight. Right now, turn around and clap wildly for David Zunzu, running the ones and twos. He is a champion of magic, both the gathering and the love kind. Like, he gathers the love together and hugs them in all kinds of beautiful ways. And I thank him for running all of this stuff. Your first comedian of the night. He runs, uh, he's a co-runner of an amazing show here, a new open mic on Wednesdays called Trish and Dan Face Oblivion. You're going to love his jokes. Clap wildly for Dan Shively! Hello, everyone. Looks like a bunch of winners in here. That's good. Not you. Fastest sperm of the egg. We're all winners in the beginning. You won the race. You won the sperm race. Unless you're my smelly oaf of a twin brother, Tom. He came out second. He came out fee first. And everyone knows that that means you lost the sperm race. My smelly brother. You know, when you guys were uh, when you guys were toddlers, your second fastest sperm had been long dissolved by your mother. I got to beat mine with a pool noodle in a bounce house while he squealed like a piggy. Oh, Tom. I just want to talk to other second fastest sperms. You know, like in history. Like I want to talk to Hitler's second fastest sperm. And just be like... Gunter, you motherfucker, why didn't you swim faster? God, you fucked us all over. Gunter. I think he would have trained sea lions. <laughs> there would have been no Third Reich. It would have just been two terrified seals at the, uh, at the edge of the pool at, in uh, 
SeaWorld. <laughs> and uh, he would have just been like, up Fluffy, up Heinrich. Yeah, I'll eat a fish now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hitler sperm. What's going on over here? Are, are these like cue cards for somebody or? For you, you're going up tonight. All right, I hope so too. I will be happy to help with that. If I'm still here, I don't know. What's your name, man? You are a winner. Ben? Oh, Ben, 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 Ben. <laughs> ben, what did you, um, did you, did you, uh, did you hear about Meryl Streep's big speech at the thing? What'd you think of it? Who gives a fuck what Meryl Streep thinks? <laughs> Who? Oh my God. Do you think it's possible that the tendency to look to a fucking actress for moral leadership is somehow related to the tendency to look to Donald Trump for moral leadership? You think that's possible? We're all dumb. I don't know. Thanks, man. Let's not forget the place she gave the speech was at the party where all the actors get together and jerk each other off over who gave the best skit for television. I don't know. Here's a question. Why are suicidal people so goddamn impatient? God, can you just wait? Humans have survived long before recorded history. They were around long before that. They survived giant monsters and acid rain and lava and who knows what else. And they fought all the way through time. And finally, you get to Ted on his couch with a bag of Doritos and the TV flickering in his face. And he goes, ah, fuck it. It's like, Jesus. You know, if you wait long enough, your body will just suicide itself, Ted. <laughs> just wait. That's a dark one, isn't it? You gotta soften that up. Um, I don't know. I hear a lot of people say, uh, I don't like my job. I hate my job. I hate going to work. You know? It's like, hey, man. Are you sure you don't just hate yourself? No? All right, maybe we'll dump that joke. <laughs> hmm. What else can we talk about? I love my grandma. She's a good lady. Um, I love her. She's really easy to beat at ping pong because she has trouble seeing out of one eye. <laughs> Thanks, DJ. Uh, she, yeah, she's, uh, she's one of those people who you can tell right away that she never bothered to learn technology, you know, because anytime anything goes wrong, she says, oh, it must be a computer virus. It's like, Grandma, just plug in the toaster. That's, that's my joke. I have kind of an interesting job, you guys. I'm a private investigator. That's no joke. It's not quite as romantic as it used to be. Uh, I follow people around with a video camera now, catching them committing uh, insurance fraud, shit like that. And the other thing I do for money is equally exciting. It's uh, called being an Uber driver. And that job is fun. And um, 
How about I just make a public service announcement right now? If you're in a hurry, don't order a fucking carpool. <laughs> oh my God, how is this difficult? Ah, every, it's every day with that. A lot of people take in uh, Uber to the emergency room now. Yeah, well, of course they are. An ambulance is $1,000. Fucking, who's going to do that? Most people in San Francisco. But outside of that, I had a lady who was giving birth. I drove her to the hospital. Wow. Yeah, I felt like a hero. She was, yeah, I know. Thank you. Hold your applause till the end. Thank you. I was, I was losing my mind, and I was, like, driving crazy down the street. Put the pedal down. She was like, dude, relax. We're going to be there in five minutes. This is a tough lady, you know. This is Russians. Yeah, anyway, so, all right, I had a, an Uber passenger the other day, uh, and he, he got in my car. He's an old guy. His name's Jerry, and he gets in. I'm going to do an impression now, and uh, just hold on to your tits. He goes, oh, hi, Dan. Thanks for picking me up. No problem, Jerry. How you doing? I'm good. Welcome, guys. Come on in. I'm in the middle of an old man impression. Hello! And then we started driving and he asked me the same question that every Uber passenger since the dawn of time has asked their Uber driver, and that is, what's your other job? What's your other job, Dan? I told him I'm a private investigator. He was, uh, he freaked out a little bit. Hello, Dan! Oh my god, that's an active audience member. Actually paying attention to me. How are you doing? No? <laughs> anyway, I told him I'm a private investigator. He liked it. And uh, so I told him some of the tricks of the trade. And he said, I told him, uh, sometimes when I'm done following someone for the day, I, uh, I uh, pull up in front of their house and then I turn my Uber app on. Because sometimes... The person I'm following needs an Uber ride. And he said, Dan, let me out of the car right now. <laughs> oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. You're too old to be cheating on your wife, buddy. So. Anyway, hey, that's all I got, guys. Thanks for the attention. Man, you're See him on Wednesday nights with Trish and Dan, Face Oblivion. Good times. Uh, your next comedian, he's wearing a suit, and that's confusing because he also has an accordion squeeze box, which is also confusing. Uh, but he puts it all together and uh, makes people laugh every time. Are you not bringing the squeeze box up? You just not even going to bring it up? He doesn't even care. He's, well, I don't, I'm sorry, I've ruined it all. This is the guy, if, if there was, if I was in space and I needed someone to sell me a used car, this is the alien that I would go to. This is exactly the person that I would go to. Everybody clap your hands wildly, you're gonna enjoy his comedy so much. It's Zach, oh, Wiseman! You need a um, for, it's a tie. For the, for the record, I am not a used car salesman in space. 
I am a used meth salesman. You know, so if you anybody's looking for some gently used methamphetamines, uh, I know a guy. You know. <laughs> okay. Here. Um. So I'm going to. I d I haven't had this uh, toy accordion for long. Uh, and what I'm gonna do basically is I'm gonna practice on you guys because I it's hard to play and sing at the same time. So I'm just gonna try. You know. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Moment. Okay. When the <laughs> shut up. Sorry, I get angry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. Um, I'll do. When the moon. When the when the moon <laughs> fuck oh, shit. okay uh different song I'll just do a different song it's fine everything's fine no I think I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the moon hits your eye song I'm gonna do that when. When the moon is the So ever since Trump's been elected, I find myself having to tell a lot more people that I am a nihilist. You know what I mean? Because they'll be like, can you believe they elected Trump? And I'm like, yeah, dude, right? And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, settle down. Uh, you're just uh, you're just emotionally invested in this because you're like you know in America you're American and you like you're concerned about like staying alive or like you have friends that want to you know stay alive and I don't have those concerns you know because <laughs> this shit is hilarious it might be the funniest thing that has ever happened uh, like. If you could watch Earth on TV, right? Say you weren't an American, uh, you're a Martian. And you could just watch Earth on TV. You'd be like, they elected who? This next season is going to be hilarious. <laughs> this will be the funniest season by far. Because uh, it's really funny. This is a man who at one point in time uh, started his own line of steaks, uh, which you could purchase exclusively through the Sharper Image catalog. How is he a bad businessman? That's goddamn genius. It's the only food item in the catalog. If you're hungry, shopping for VCRs, that's, that's, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm just excited about shit that could happen under a Trump presidency. Like if Trump repeals Obamacare like he claims he's going to do, then I will never have to get Obamacare ever. You know? <laughs> Nobody fucking gives me health coverage. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I'm not doing it, you're not doing it either. You know what I mean? Like, okay, consider this. If Trump repealed everything that Obama put into place, all the Obama policies just get rolled back to Bush-era policies, right? Then Obama just becomes an urban legend. <laughs> you hear we had a black president once? Everybody could go to the hospital whenever they pleased. He just walked around handing out cell phones. <laughs> You know, if you say his name in the mirror three times, you qualify for welfare. <laughs> That's goddamn hilarious. Look, um, 
don't get mad about it because we don't live in the real world. You know that? We live in... Uh, Okay, check this out. The real world, no parallel universes. It's one goddamn universe, linear, goes straight forward. Uh, we have parallel universes because we live in a fucking quantum computer. You know what I mean? It's calculating all the things at the same time. That's how you have uh, parallel universes. Is that too weird for everybody? Does nobody... <laughs> nobody else does acid? Fuck. <laughs> uh, acid's a hell of a drug, man. I, uh, I was on acid one time, and um, I got to experience time forwards and backwards, yes. right? Uh, and I, there's no way, if, if you've never experienced that, that I can explain it to you, but I like, it's like, uh, you know, tetherball? It was like the cord was wrapping tighter and tighter, and then it hit the pole, and then I got to see all those things backwards, right? And uh, I thought my friends in the room were doing it to me, right? I thought the, my friends were time wizards for a bit, right? Uh, and what I did to uh, remedy the situation I was like, waited for a lull in the conversation, and I said, uh, guys, I know what you're doing. And that was it, because I didn't want to be too aggressive. These people are fucking time wizards, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to let them know that I know, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Man. So I'm sure you can tell by how I'm dressed that I'm a piece of shit, huh? Anybody pick up on that? I didn't pay for any of these clothes. Didn't steal them either, though. I found them. <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Didn't wash a fucking one. Just put them right on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'm not wearing underwear because it's hard to find on the ground, you know? <laughs> I live, I live, a, okay, if you don't look at my shoes, I look like I'm a decent human being. <laughs> fucking, look, I got holes in my shoes and I don't know, it's rainy and my feet get wet. Yeah, here's a trick. If, you're, if, if your feet ever get wet when it's like rainy and stuff, uh, just go, ah. Because here's the thing, if you stop caring, you don't care anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Put that together. It works very well. But I live across the street from the Salvation Army, and people will, they'll donate things in the middle of the night, which means they just leave that shit outside. That's my shit now. That's all mine. All of it. One night I went outside, I found uh, nine pairs of Tom's shoes, uh, all my size. Uh, this is one of them. I have better pairs at home. Uh, I found in the same pile of things, I found a Garmin uh, GPS unit. Uh-huh, and also in the same pile of things, I found a sack full of dildos. <laughs> Not just like a couple, it was like a bag full, it was hefty, you know? Like a kid would need help carrying it, is what I'm saying, you know? And uh, I was, I was uh, you know, it was weird to find that, because I'm like, uh, somebody had to quit this sex edition thing, like cold turkey, they're like, get it all away from me. Maybe they're just unloading inventory, I'm not sure. Uh, but this is not the first sack of dildos I found in my entire life, you know? And you could tell these people took care of their shit because it smelled like rubber. I mean, normally a sack of dildos smells like a sack of fucking dildos. You know what I mean? So, uh, what's that? How are you guys going to kill yourselves? You got one? Uh-huh. So you hold your head. Ah, solid, solid. I like that. This is uh, a. <laughs> this guy's a planner, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I think, I think a great way to kill yourself uh, would be to uh, cut your wrists on a roller coaster. Oh, shit. You know, nice and deep. 
Down the street, not across the road. Just for that fucking picture at the end, you know what I mean? Those poor blood-soaked people. But hey, you're making memories that day, you know? Hey, Tommy, happy 15th, you know? We're not getting you a car next year, but I guarantee it'll be a better birthday, yo. I guarantee that right now. I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, hang yourself underwater. Because one of those things is unnecessary, you know what I mean? If you're tying rocks to your ankles, throw a noose on the pier. Fucking confuse the shit out of them. Solve that one, monk. You know? I think another great way to kill yourself, uh, I don't think about this ever. I, just want to, I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that's a vastly overlooked option. Everybody jumps off, uh, neglecting that from peak to roadway is ample distance to kill yourself. You'll totally die from that. And all it takes, like the only thing stopping you from walking right up the cables is like a five foot length of fence on either side with barbed wire on the top. You do a rug. You can kill yourself with a rug basically. Because everybody has them. They're out. Is this too well researched for you guys? I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, hang yourself uh, from helium balloons. You know, and then just drift through the city spasming due to oxygen deprivation. You know, how majestic that would be. In my mind, it's pastel balloons, you know? Just because. I don't know why. I want to know how I can be cisgender if gender is fluid. Aren't the, like what? These come from the same people, right? These, it's it's like what am I in some fucking John Kerry paradox where I'm simultaneously simultaneously a veteran of Vietnam twice over with confirmed kills, but also a coward? You know, <laughs> the fuck kind of world is this? I guess I was thinking about it, and I guess. Uh, they would, your, your, uh, your sexual preference is defined solidly, right? Cisgender means you're attracted, but, but your actual gender is not. So you know, I feel like a girl now and blah, blah, blah. But that means uh, my uncle wasn't just being an asshole. But he's like, hey, I'm a lesbian, you know? <laughs> and I don't fucking want to justify that at all. It's not about sexual preference. You've got it wrong. You should fix that. Okay, what, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I was just trying to think it through. So it's just, so, the, no, 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 it's totally fine, it's totally fine. So basically, those two points can't exist in the, in, okay, that's cool, yeah. Because that's what I thought initially, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Well, I'm going to have to yell at some tiny Asian lesbian now. <laughs> I don't feel good about that, but that's going to happen. I have never, ever uh, gotten any girl to meet with me off internet dating anythings. And my problem is I'm too honest. Like, how long you live in San Francisco? Like, oh, like three years, but I was homeless. I mean, what do you mean, like, for, how do you, <laughs> does it count as living here when I was homeless? Is that, do you mind if I'm on acid on our date? <laughs> No, no acid? How do you feel about hard drugs? I mean, heroin's great, right? No? Uh, well, uh, talk to you later. <laughs> nope, never. Did you guys know that the Jews did 9-11? Is everybody familiar? Because those fucking... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's totally a joke. Uh, <laughs> it was canoes that did 9-11. 
What, do you think it's a coincidence there's not a single canoe boarded a plane that day? <laughs> Read between the fucking lines, people. Just, it's a fucking joke. A... Cashews did 9-11. What, you think nuts are banned from planes because of allergies? Wake up, America! Quit watching Rupert Murdoch's propaganda machine. I'm just fucking... It's a joke. I'm fucking kidding. Baloo's didn't... Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a joke about rhyming. So I know I say a lot of fucking weird, horrible shit, but it's all jokes. I don't mean any of the things I say, but people get really mad at me. And then they try to get insulting too, which is really funny. You know, like, well, you're insulting. Well, I'm going to insult you and that'll make me a better person, which is not true. But they'll be like, Zach, uh, what? Did your dad not hug you enough when you were a kid? And first of all, don't use hack lines on me. That's not your line. You're fucking stealing people's shit. Second of all, maybe he didn't hug me enough, you know? But he fucked me all the time, so it's not like he's some absentee father. You know, he's always there for me with his giant cock. You know what I mean? He's like, what, Tommy beat you up? Come here, kid. Let's fuck for a while. Yeah. All right, I'm leaving. Zach Wiseman! His ex-relationship is his father. Yay! Yay! I love Zach Wiseman. He's so funny. Uh, you're, we're gonna go from, uh, he, I, I don't want to call him, he's a petite individual. Uh, they both have such huge personalities, both of these comics that were sticking up back to back. You guys will be like, why are we getting signs thrown in our faces? That's because he's like 69 years old and he can't remember his jokes. That's not true. This is because, uh, this is his thing, man. He's got these signs and these jokes and it's super audience interactive. You just throw all the signs up, and he's going to do his thing. If you guys haven't experienced uh, methamphetamines, this is the human being that if I was, if you were like doing one of those SAT analogies, you'd be like, Paul Sanford, his to comedy has methamphetamines is to blank, which would be like your soul or something. I'm not sure how analogies work. You guys are going to have, we're going to have a really, we're all going to have a really fucking good time for the next like 12 minutes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Put your hands together for Paul Sanford. Yeah. Man, I gave you the new jokes. Okay, here we go. It's just playing. We just hold them up. Divorce brew. Yeah, I leave my women the way I leave my coffee. Cold, pale, and bitter. You hold it up and you show it to me, see? Okay, give me my orgasm. Has she ever said that to you? Because women, ladies, let's hear you. Let's hear you say it. Give me my orgasm. Impossible, impossible. How many of you men have ever given a woman an orgasm? Let's hear it. Cheer if you have. No, 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 no. No, no, you can't give a woman an orgasm. If she has one, she brought it with her. It, it belongs to her. The best you can get is you're on the search party. Phone sex. Yeah, what's really terrible is to be dumped by phone. They call you up. Phone sex, I don't have a joke for that. Give me that. Give me that. Forget that. 
you know, you're right. You're right. The car's in good faith, and then there's no joke. Objectify. How many of you women objectify men? By that, I mean you say all they want to do is just have sex with us. They're just walking hard-ons. They think about sex all the time. You think that about men? It's true, but it's really rude. I, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I don't have a hard-on for the audience. My vagina is gushing. That's a little, little, my favorite pornography. I'm looking for pornography for the blind. <laughs> I don't want to be, have the pornography over there. I want to be in it. I want pornography that, that cuddles up and breathes in my ear and, yeah, right. <laughs> what you got there? In my day. In my day. In, in my day, girls didn't get together and coach each other on how to give better blowjobs. I mean, that's how, it, you didn't have anal sex will save your marriage on the cover of Ladies Home Journal. <laughs> In my day, a good blowjob. That's a very strange thing to choose, a good blowjob. I can't imagine a bad blowjob. I mean, I'm all by myself crying in the rain. That's it, okay? Nancy and Babs, yes. I dreamed that I was making love with Nancy Pelosi and Barbara Boxer because I like my women by Cameral. <laughs> and I was doing with them, with consent and lubricant, what the Republicans are doing to us right now. <laughs> born again virgin. Do not date a born again virgin. You know, it, it, I'm I'm a baby boomer and I'm a child of the '60s. And you meet people who say I was such a slut in the '60s. I was terrible. On this very on this very elevator, I had sex with four men at once. And I'm so glad to be with you that you respect me and that you're not going to expect sex from me. I'm in a different place now. Don't date those people. <laughs> Don't date them. It's no fun. Tantrum sex. Yes. Have you been married? No. Well, that's the way you get sex is you throw a tantrum. <laughs> I, have, I have um over here. Everybody say that. Um. um. Not, 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 not the um. Um. That one. Right, that's bad. But the really bad one is the um. Say that. Get, say, see if you get it. Say um. Yeah, nothing good comes after that. <laughs> nothing good comes after that. Um, did you think the dishes were going to wash themselves? Um, oh, yeah, I have, I have three ex-wives. I've got weird exes up the, up the alimony tree. No, I never had, they never paid me any alimony. Uh, but, uh, after um comes, um, I missed my period. Um, you're going to have to move. Um, don't you ever wash? And then there's yum. Try yum. Yum! And try the yum you say to yourself internally when you see that one, that person. Yum. Well, I got news for you. You look at this decrepit old wreck. Women my age look at me and they say yum. And I tell you, 50 years from now, sweetheart, you're going to look at me and you're going to say He's dead. <laughs> you know. The Pope and I have the same sex life, only his is voluntary. Ex-wife. When I, talk about weird exes. If it, it, I realized when I thought about making jokes about my ex-wife that I am the weird ex. I, 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 and if you asked her why we... Uh, 
divorce. Anyway, I don't tell jokes about my ex-wife because I don't. I'm afraid my daughter will hear them. It, 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 and and I don't want to elevate her to the level of of being a superhero. You know, like one of the X-Men. But it is true that she could cut me in half with a look. And it is true that she could make it rain on me. <laughs> and it is true that she could make me invisible. But other than that, I don't make jokes about her. Where, the person actually asked, what were women like when you were alive, Paul? <laughs> I, I have no answer for that. Viagra, do you have any? No? Well, then it's going to be a long night for you and me. <laughs> I think I'll just have to be on the receiving end, my friend. Uh, see a prostitute. People are always telling me that I'd be better off, that I wouldn't be so bizarre if I would just see a prostitute. And I say, okay, uh, where are they? And they say, well, there's one there, and there's one there, and there's one there, and there's one there. Now, all along, I've been looking at women and trying not to see a prostitute. But, okay, but there's the prostitute, and I say, okay, I see them. I don't feel any different. I guess seeing a prostitute isn't going to work for me. Uh, okay, Cupid. Yes, you go out on an Okay, Cupid date, and it's a job interview. Except they won't tell you how many openings are available. <laughs> it's a dope, it's a job interview. Except they won't tell you what the position is. <laughs> Paul Revere dating. Yes, I get. I'm very Paul Revere dating. That's where you get dumped one by sea and one by land in the same day. You get one get dumped by a rock through the window. You get dumped by a text message before you get to your car after you leave the coffee house. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good at getting dumped. In fact, when, when Pam said about weird exes, I realized a lot of my weird exes never progressed to the point where you'd call them an ex. How many of you, how many of you have been on a one-night stand? Cheer if you've been on a one-night stand. No. No, 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 no. That was an audition and you didn't make the call back. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I've always told myself. Bad sex talk. There are things you just should not say. I was with this woman, this weird woman on a okay Cupid, okay stupid date. And, and, and she said, I had rubbed her back a little and she said, oh, I guess I ought to touch your penis now. <laughs> well, that'll soften you up. Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, don't, don't ever say, I, I, I ought to touch your penis now. Don't, 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 don't say that. That's bad sex talk, especially you if you don't have the Viagra. But a, fake orgasm, a fake orgasm is impossible. You realize that? A fake orgasm is totally impossible on a blowjob. Twat. I don't mind when somebody calls me a twat. I consider it a promotion over being called a dick. <laughs> vasectomy. I went for a vasectomy and they laughed at me. They said, Paul, what are the chances that you're ever going to be with a fertile woman? And, and besides that, baby steps. First, let's have an erection. Okay. <laughs> Super predator. I'm not even an adequate predator. Uh, her mama. Any of you ever been married? Yeah. Don't say anything about her mother. If she likes her mother, it'll sound like an insult. If she doesn't like her mother and you say something bad about her mother, she'll still be mad at you. Don't even say the word mother. 
Just just pretend she's black and don't say mother to her or don't say your mama. Just the phone rings and you say it's somebody you know. Just don't 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 don't, don't do it. ghosting. Have you ever been ghosted? Oh man, ghosting is when they just disappear. You know, you, you have the phone number and you call and they don't answer. They know it's you. You know, and they don't answer. Yeah, I got ghosted once. I got ghosted once. She said she had to meet somebody to buy a pair of silver, silver painted cowboy boots. And I said, that's more interesting than me. And she didn't answer. She just dropped me off and I never heard from her again. I still have the book she loaned me. Uh, bisexual, who isn't? Let's hear, how many of you are bisexual? Yeah, bisexual sometimes. You gotta make up your mind. You're either bisexual or you're not bisexual. No, everybody is bisexual. Uh, no, you're... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How do you define that? Sometimes. It's what you're doing at the present moment, right? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Well, I think. You know, the, the, here. She's doing very well. Uh, and uh, what 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 I figure is that all of us are bisexual, but we we just have de developed very strong brand loyalty. <laughs> you move me. I had an ex who was a small woman, and she kept saying after sex, you moved me. Isn't that a nice thing to hear? You moved me. Oh, it moved me to hear that. She was complaining. She didn't want me picking her up and moving her around. <laughs> what you got over there? I've been ignoring you. Okay, how to masturbate without an erection. How many of you know how to masturbate without an erection? You think that's possible? You know how? Do you know how? Start off without an erection. No, no, close, close. Do you know how to masturbate without an erection? I don't, please tell me. <laughs> just, just turn to your left and she will tell you because she does it all the time. <laughs> will there be a second coming? Hey, the first one was the uh, what? Not at this rate. Not at this rate. That's that's funnier than what I was going to say. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, no. The, here's here's my joke. If you'd like to hear my joke, my joke is: Will there be a second coming? Well, darling, the first one was a miracle. <laughs> okay, at my age, bed death. My friend Kristen has explained to me about lesbian bed death. And that's when you just stop having sex. Because there's no penis, you know, to be urgent and make things happen. That's what I figure. I don't know why it happens. <laughs> but just, just for some reason they stopped doing it. And I figured that doing comedy is kind of like lesbian bed death. You know, somebody has to get something started and I guess it's up to me and I have to get up here. How am I doing so far? Anyway, weird, weird ex, I had a weird ex, she wanted rough sex, but she also was a compulsive gambler and for a safe word she chose hit me. <laughs> Tampon teeth. I don't have a joke for that, but I think that's a very funny card. No, uh, how, how many of you have ever pulled the cord out with your teeth? 
Real, oh, yes, okay, constant comment, that's called nagging in marriage. Foreskin, foreskin jokes, yes. I heard this woman tell a foreskin joke. She told about how she had gotten her foreskin caught on the guy's vocal cords. And I was driving home and I said, wait a minute. She's never, she's never deep-throated a guy with, with a foreskin. That never happened. And so I went home and I did my research because I'm all about the craft. And so I spent several hours, now this is getting a little weird, but you know, and I spent several hours watching uncut people having sex. Uncut is a term for those with foreskins. They bring them in from Europe. And you know, the same thing happened. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm getting a little carried away. My life matters, everybody say that. Oh, come on, say it like your life matters. My life matters. Okay, now that's what we ought to be saying. My life matters, and if your life matters, don't waste it doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> hey, look, I, it's really great playing with all of you, and recess has been a lot of fun, but I heard the bell, and at my age, I've learned that you can't always finish but you can stop. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Pa pass them in, pass them in. Paul Sanford, everyone. Paul Sanford and his magical cards. Illuminating all of our lives, one card at a time. Uh, yeah, it talked a little bit about circumcision. I believe in that. I say circumcision, his choice, his decision. I'm 100% I'm down with the... The uncut bros. I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know. I, well, I'm a. I, you know, I'm a Jew, so I get it. Like, you know, God, the Jews. Like, if you're gonna cut off the tops of your baby's dicks, that's fine. We got a covenant with Yahweh. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing with the tops of those baby dicks. Like, putting them on his fingers, like olives, or using them on a right, like on a salad, like croutons, maybe. I don't know. Maybe God has a skin box. I don't give a fuck. What I'm saying is that I'm a Jew. We've got a thing. Like, cool. He can have the baby foreskins. But I'm like, why are all these American women since the 50s chopping the tips off their babies' dicks? Why? Uh, and it's because they're lazy. <laughs> uh, they just don't want to get in there and clean it all the schmegba. But what you don't know is that if you have an 18-month-old baby and you stick him in a body of water, he will clean his own penis. It's very easy. Boys will always play with their own dick. We're all so worried. We're so worried about cleaning, keep her clean, keep her clean. I'm like, they'll, 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 they're really, they're going to be fine. <laughs> Seen 18 months old. I even, I, my cat was even masturbating today on me and I was like, he keeps that dick clean too. I don't even know how he's doing that. Like, sorry, this is scary. He didn't, he didn't like, he was doing this thing that, there was so much cat cum in my life today. It was the weirdest, I had the weirdest day. Uh, your next comedian, she gets to hear about my relationship with my cat all the time. And that's fun and wonderful. We uh, co-host a show on Wednesday. It's called The Altcast. It's a socialist news program uh, where we talk about all kinds of things. And, uh, and, and uh, my cat masturbating quite a bit. Uh, she's really funny. She has a lot of weird ex-relationships. You guys are going to love her. Clap wildly for LaToya. Tis the season to love and all that bullshit. Uh, so um, I had to uh, go through the archives of my mind going back to the Clinton era of ex-boyfriends and I found some really disturbing moments and uh, looking back 15 years later, I did some, I had some really shitty boyfriends and crazy ones. I've had any kind of boyfriend 
from one who wanted to dress like a vampire to the undercover crackhead um, to one that was a bromosexual. Um, and, you know, it, I got to tell you, my choice in men, wow. This is why I had a whole period for a very long time so I would not have to have that wall come up or come down or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean, ladies. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna talk about X number four and X number five. <laughs> X four, exhibit A. <laughs> I have daddy issues. I'm a child of divorce and uh, I have this thing for older men. So I was 25, he was 50. But no sugar daddy kind of stuff. He was a, I know, yeah, I'm not that kind of, I'm not that kind of hoe. I'm not that, see, I wish I was at the time and I kind of regret it now. Being, and so I, boy, I did a shitty job, but, but he was a rock star. But he was a poor rock star. He was in this industrial band called My Life with a Thrill Kill Cult. Some of them, you might know them if you're old, like myself. Yeah, see, he knows. But they were, yeah, but they were broke as fuck. So I, I chose the right rock star. And when I mean rock star, I don't mean just, I mean rock star. And when I, crack, okay, crack. He's the undercover crackhead. So, undercover crackhead, X4. Uh, X4, I met. And, you know, it was so fun. It was great. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in Al Jurgensen's studio. Look him up. I don't have time to talk about that shit. Uh, <laughs> and, like, yeah, I've always wanted to be with a rock star, but why am I driving everywhere? <laughs> and, you know, have a hotel party at the Hard Rock, and who has to pay for room service? Me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so uh, he accidentally left crack in my uh, friend's one hitter, which is not cool. So my friend accidentally smoked crack. Wow. <laughs> now, how do you accidentally smoke crack? <laughs> X4, put a Brillo pad in my one hitter, which I didn't understand what, I don't want, I never smoked crack, but I don't know, I, I, I do cocaine. <laughs> I put things up my nose, man, okay? That's when I was 25. So, um, Brillo Pat, I'm like, okay, whatever, maybe there's something I don't know. So, um, my friend decides to pack her bowl. She just got off a hard day's work, working brunch, and she's like, hey, so, let's smoke some weed. I'm like, yes, awesome, totally fine, yes, let's do that. And um, then she, um, she took some hits, but she wouldn't pass me the pipe. She, and I know why she didn't pass me the pie, because she got really, really speedy. And she's like, hey, let's, let's go to this club tonight. You know, hey, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, she was all over her place. Like, and it was just like, what the fuck is going on? What's wrong with her? She high? No, she ain't, nah. Well, come to find out, how I found about the Brillo pad was my friend who had, I guess, crackhead friends before. You found a Brillo pad in your one hitter? That nigga's smoking crack. Yes, he laced my one-hitter pipe with crack. And so my friend accidentally smoked crack. 
and that was not my fault. Oh, well, it was 10 years ago, so we laugh about it. Crack stories, <laughs> right? Don't judge. I've accidentally smoked crack, and I took a nice hard shower after that, too. <sighs> Exfoliated really well. So, X number four, um, the FBI started coming around. Uh, yeah, yeah. This 25 through 27 was a trip. <laughs> and uh, so I thought it was people just being really paranoid. I'm like, you guys are doing too many drugs. Come on, this is still fun. Come on, guys. You, you be, you're crazy. Wrong. Wrong. Why did I, why did I see uh, our friend's house? I saw a bunch of black cars lined up and down our, the neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, shit. Coming back from a party session at like 10 a.m. and going to the dealer's house. I'm like, you know what, I'm not going back over here and this relationship is just doomed. I'm like, I, the crack and then the, the feds, I'm not into that. I'm not playing the part in Goodfellas, okay? I'm not doing it, I, yeah, and I, it's crack, God damn it, ew. I do coke. So that's X. Four. X5, uh, which should be a sequel to my life, but X5 was a bromosexual. He was the one that was, bromosexuals are frat boys and yeah, bro, that's what I mean. Think of the marina, there. <laughs> Got it? Word. Yeah, so um, he was in the fraternity, and you know, he was nice guy, had a nice car. Very, I moved up after crack guy okay so i was just like oh yeah he's this guy's stable it was I mean, i'm like okay this is healthy and you know we like went to sports bars and that's what those kind of couples do and drink and all that stuff and went to cubs games and i hate the cubs this is when i lived in chicago if you don't realize that um so he told me something one night after we were having our nice sex session and he was like i need to tell you something I'm like, all right, what? Because I'm like thinking like after crack guy, I'm like, oh, I, you can't tell me shit. I got this. I got this. Are, do you like to dress up? I'm like, what do you mean do I like to dress up? Of course I like to dress up. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lady. Of course I like to dress up. No, no, no. But like, do you like, you know, sometimes pretend you're something that you're not? I'm like, yeah, all the time. I'm black. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, of course. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, l let me just explain myself. I'm like, oh, well, explain. I'm intrigued now. He's like, I like to dress up like a vampire. Oh, okay. I'm like, you're not into sucking blood and all that shit, because that, you know, AIDS is still around, man. Like, that, no, no. I'm a child of the 80s, so I get, uh, you know, sucking blood, no, AIDS. Uh, and... I was just like, no, that's cool. I was just like, yeah, let's go to Hot Topic. <laughs> I mean, and that's what we did. <laughs> we went to Hot Topic and like, and you know, we dressed up as vampires and stuff. And the funny thing is, you know, he got caught by his frat brothers. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was just like, yeah, he, I told you he's a freak. My kind of guy, mm-hmm, well, Sorry to say, I think that's one of the reason, reasons why we broke up, because I was the weirdo that he wanted to be, but he could not be the weirdo that he wanted to be, because this fro-love, this bro-love, excuse me, fro-love, 
And you know, it was it was sad because you know he he was really a good guy. He bought me a Louis Vuitton. Like what? And you know, ladies don't ever do stupid shit after you break up like I did. So when he dumped me, yeah, I got dumped. It sucked on Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. That's my 9/11. Uh, <laughs> He dumped me on Valentine's Day, and so I went to his house, and I'm like all waiting to exhale and like ready to burn some shit. And I'm like, why? I don't understand. I spent $700 for you on Christmas. I did spend that $700. I'm like, I actually want a refund now. But my dumb ass, what I ended up doing was throwing that Louis Vuitton back at him. Like, I don't need this. Blah. Pride. Fuck that. I actually miss that Louis Vuitton now. I mean, eight years later, I'm like, that was stupid. That, uh, that was so dumb. I could have pawned it or something or, you know, something. So that was, that was uh, X number five. So uh, other than that, that's all the time that we're going to leave with that. <laughs> You've heard my tragic stories. That's enough for one night. You'll see me again. Have a good one. From Latoya, the sheriff of truth, win. Yes. I love that name. Crack and tragedy. I've never accidentally smoked crack. I have accidentally smoked PCP. Now that has happened. You've never had a crack accident? I've never had a crack accident. No. Thank you. Oh, geez. That is, and, and you need to make some cool t shirts. You had a crack accident with like. Oh, you see, you stole it from that fucking uh, cunty 24-year-old. No, it's fine. Well, no, no poets. Uh, all poets are liars and thieves. It's a beautiful thing. Yay! We're all having fun. We all are in terrible relationships and X things. It's great. Uh, we get to choose. You guys, it, we get to, it's either, it's either Richard or Trish. Who's feeling they want to go up next? Who's feeling the fire? Neither you're feeling the fire. He's feeling the fire right now. Yes, he is. Fire. Uh, your next comedian is, uh, I know, I'm, I'm so sorry about the bathroom door. I have no idea why it broke or what's going on. It's the, I think it's the, uh, I need to like tighten up the, I don't know anything about anything. I have no idea how to fix a bathroom door. Uh, your next comedian, he knows how to fix everything else at the station, though. He is the, uh, the smarty pants behind the station actually uh, being a real radio station and having actual podcasts. Without him, we would be nothing. <laughs> uh, he is just absolutely true. He's also very, very funny. You guys can see him, too, during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's going to be sh- hosting the show Smarty Pants. That's going to be all comedians with advanced degrees because he has so many advanced degrees and Smarty Pants attitudes and great jokes for me and yous. You guys are going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Richard Kiss. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Pam. Uh, I know it's uh, distracting. Even uh, look at me. It's like Bob Saget and Al Bundy had a kid. (laughs) Hey, Peg, come in here and watch these funny videos. He says two men can't have a baby. It's my Ed O'Neill impression. <laughs> Check him out on Modern Family. It's a good joke for radio, by the way. The uh, who do I look like? 
Yeah, it's true. I look like those two famous guys, but uh, let's change the perspective. By symmetry, they look like me, right? So next time you see Bob Saget, go up to him and say, uh, hey, you look just like Richard Kiss minus Al Bundy. I did the celebrity math there for you. Subtract Al Bundy from both sides of the equation, and it still balances. Huh? Yeah, that joke has a proof. <laughs> you don't see that too often. Hey, what's the deal with sclerosis? How come people never have just one? Huh? It's always multiple. That's the whole joke. Uh, I'm a little, uh, little jittery tonight, a little on edge. You know what it is? I haven't had a cigarette for uh, 72 hours now. Huh? Yeah, thank you. Willpower at its finest. Actually, I've never had a cigarette my entire life, but nobody ever claps for that. <laughs> it's a culture of redemption. You don't get any credit for doing a smart thing the whole time. <laughs> and I'm a whore for applause, so I'll frame it however I need to to get you guys to clap for me. I don't know. I should smoke, though. It would make me seem cooler. Maybe not all the way to cool, but at least a little bit cooler. I don't know. I'm so square for me experimenting in college. That meant taking chem lab. That was, <laughs> that was the extent of it. It's like, dude, that's not math or uh, physics. Are you sure you can handle it? That course sucked. Uh, you guys heard right. My name is uh, Richard Kiss. My last name is Kiss, K-I-S-S, -S, no tricks to the spelling. Let me tell you, when you're a kid growing up, the last name Kiss, it's bad enough all by itself, but think about the last name Kiss next to the short form of Richard. <laughs> yep. Some of you have pieced this joke together yourselves. That's right, with no irony, my parents named me Dick Kiss. Well done. Nice plan. I don't know. They could have named me for my grandfather, you know, to honor him instead. They decided they would honor fellatio <laughs> and I don't want to know why that's my parents were talking about that is officially too much information who looks at a baby's like oh he is so adorable let's name him for the blowjob <laughs> my parents that's who does that so I got problems I'm uh, obsessive compulsive OCD or as I like to say I'm careful yeah. careful with the air quotes Anyone else got uh, OCD? By applause, if you're obsessive compulsive, clap 17 times. <laughs> yeah. We like to count. Also, it's prime. I didn't just pick that number out of my ass. It's uh, no subdividing. <laughs> Besides OCD, I'm also cheap. And uh, let me tell you, the women I go with, they're sick of this combination. I'm so cheap that I'll make her split the check, but because I'm OCD, I make her show her work. Yeah. Every step. And no calculators. That's cheating. I want to see the little numbers in your division. The, I want to see the carries. I want a proof. That's twice I've mentioned proof now. You won't see that very often from, from the comedians. But no, I got this brain. I just can't stop thinking about things, parsing and teasing and par just... Like the names of stores even. I saw this one store. It was called the Linens and Things. Linens and Things. It's like when they named the store, they couldn't decide if they wanted to be too specific or too general. Linens and Things. How universal. You know, it's like 
when you got things in the name of your store, how do you decide what you're not going to carry, right? It's, it's like, I want to be the guy in charge of stocking linens and things. Let's see. Sony Color Plasma Television, 56 inch. It's not a linens. <laughs> but it is a thing. Yes, we'll carry that. Go put that in aisle seven, the things you look at. Yes. Put it next to the lava lamps. <laughs> Underneath the women's breasts, yes. What about the car accidents? People love to look at those. They can't help themselves. It's the rubbernecking section. How many tags do you suppose this joke will have? Then there's this other store I saw called the Baby Gap. Saw this in the mall. Baby Gap. I thought of a new name for this store. It means the same thing, but it's shorter. Tell me you think of this. Cervix. Yeah. Yeah. See the OB, OBGYN in the delivery room. Come on, push. Your baby gap is dilated to 10 centimeters. I used to live in uh, South Bay and in, uh, in uh, Sunnyvale. In, uh, in Cupertino, there's this little mom and pop store there called uh, Three Beads and a Button. Yeah. Three Beads and a Button. Not a lot of inventory concerns here at the three beads in a button store. I guess uh, somebody else had taken the name junk drawer. It's, uh, <laughs> not available. Their main competitor. Uh, yeah, I drove by the three beads in a button store one day and they're having a going out of business sale. Big Banner said 70% off all beads, 80% off button. <laughs> Singular. It's a grammar joke. I went in there, I'm like, uh, I'll take everything. I cleaned him out. The guy's like, uh, you want a bag? No, I've got a pocket. <laughs> I think that should cover it. This really should have been mail order. <laughs> Slide it all, the entire inventory, into a single envelope. Ship it two-day. What's that? <laughs> My ears are... My ears are burning. Oh, really? Huh. I wonder if it burns when he urinates. Catch the funny. Just don't use a condom. Um, so I'm, ca I'm Canadian. I grew up in Canada. Thank you. Or as you call it here, America Light. Canada and the United States, very similar countries, uh, culturally fairly similar. Canada is like the U.S. with snow and uh, healthcare websites that work the first time, so. Yes. yes. Healthcare system there is very mature. And uh, uh, Canada has uh, had gay marriage for uh, like over 10 years now. And uh, spoiler alert, nothing happens. <laughs> it's really... Biggest change is now there is also gay divorce. That's yeah. everyone has trouble. Um, but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Americans are worried about that uh, with gay marriage. God is going to send pestilence and horror upon the country for allowing such a disgraceful thing to happen. But uh, turns out he's too busy not being real. So <laughs> yeah. So. Who would have guessed not existing would take up so much of your day? <laughs> Thank you. I'm pandering. It's, uh, uh, yeah, if I do, do that joke in Kansas, that, that's, uh, 
show how brave I really am. Um, but uh, yeah, I've lived in the United States for a long time. I came here to go to uh, graduate school at UCLA. Studied math, in case you hadn't pieced that together. Um, from the context. And uh, lived here, worked on various visas, then I got a green card. And uh, finally, last year, I pulled the trigger and I became a naturalized US citizen. So now, thank you. Now I'm one of you. So far, uh, my favorite part uh, getting naturalized is the uh, guaranteed applause line at comedy shows. So it's, uh, really gives me a bit of a clap chub. I just, uh, have that in my pocket to pull out whenever I need it. Think about getting married, just, you know, just use that later. Maybe having a baby, joining the army. I don't know, just stack it up. By the way, give it up for our uh, men and women in uniform. Huh? Just doing a great job trying. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that applause is still for me. <laughs> it's in the amygdala. That's all it knows is I'm getting that. But uh, yeah, what a country you got. It's crazy. It's, uh, Trump's president now. Yeah, I know. Trump It's going to... It's going to run the country like a business. He's a businessman. He's going to run it like a... It's going to run it like a business. What is... Are we going to acquire Peru? What does that mean? You know, it's like... It's like uh, I'm happy to announce we're merging with Bolivia. It's a fantastic deal. It's my only impression, and it's terrible. That's, it's, <laughs> he's a bad president, and he is... Uh, but... Uh, Sad, yeah. <sighs> I actually live in uh, in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, Las Vegas is a great place to uh, for dating because there's so ma so many options for entertainment things to do. Like uh, I went out with this, I took this girl out, and we went to the uh, acrobatic show, a huge one in the giant room. And let me tell you, it was great. She loved it. I got Cirque de Soleil. Huh? Yeah. Giving me the O face. <laughs> Slipped her my cock. <laughs> it's called the delayed consonant, by the way. You write that down, use that yourself. It's a hard consonant. It's very funny. Hard consonant. It's, you should have seen how hard that consonant was. Um, being from Canada, I like to travel because there's nothing in Canada, and you got to get out. Last summer, I was traveling, and I went to a, a nude beach, and that was fun. Very, very good experience. Very weird experience, really. I mean, uh, I don't know. It was kind of, kind of creepy at times. I could just feel the women there dressing me with their eyes, <laughs> staring me down. Hmm. Wonder what he'd look like in a speedo. Hmm. Yeah. Or a tux. Yeah, he looks good with money. That's how men and women are different. It's uh, I uh, I'm not cool, so I don't know slang. But I heard the term butterface, so I had to look it up. I went to Urban Dictionary. Butterface. It's a woman who's got a good body and an ugly face. That's terrible. But. Uh, uh, it's, you know the, the the usage, I guess, is like she's got she's uh, 
she's everything about her is hot butter face i think that's where it came from and it reminded me of this time i went out with this uh this chick and she was a uh how do you put it a butter colostomy bag Everything about her was hot, but her colostomy bag. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. And but, yeah, she, oh, yeah, she was hot. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, why are those things transparent? Do they really, do we really? <laughs> Excellent question. Yeah, it's like more mystery, less history. That's uh, Yes, yeah, paper or plastic, you know? All right, it's my time. My name is Richard Kiss. Thank you. Richard Kiss, everybody, the first Canadian that doesn't say out. He said, he said a boot and out a couple times, but he didn't say it in that fucked up Canadian way. So, yay! Richard Kiss is really an American. Yay! He didn't. I was waiting. I was like, come on, do the Canadian thing. I got a sick fetish for like uh, the South Park guys. and the, the Canadians are all just, they're not real people. They just have the heads that smoosh open. Now. They're like, <laughs> I, I actually, I ate so much cheese last night that I thought that I thought if we could light my farts on fire, I would be the comet. You know, there's supposed to be a comet tonight. There's supposed to be a comet tonight. It's full moon. There's supposed to be a comet. But I, I honestly, I ate too much cheese last night. I fart and comet. The comet's going to come out of my ass later. Your next comedian. She is an amazing human being. She is the other half of Trish and Dan Face Oblivion every Wednesday from 8 to 10, which is a great open mic. And they bring candy. <laughs> I love bribing an audience. <laughs> That's how I do it. I do it with weed. You do it with candy. It's so good. Yeah, you know, I love it. I'm excited. We're all, we are excited. I'm getting a little drunk. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, that makes me laugh harder at her jokes, but we're going to love her jokes. I'm excited to hear about her weird ex-relationships. I was hoping mom would be with Dan, but they never were together. So that's, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it'd be so great if you could tell, maybe make something up. She's like, never. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Trish Pandya. Yeah. Yeah. Give it up for Pam as your host. Yeah, happy Friday. Uh, a little bit about me. I just turned 33 a couple days ago. Yeah. My mom said, thank you. I'm old. Um, a little bit about me. I am. My mom actually said, Trish, not listen to me. Your eggs are dying. Your vagina is like a house in San Francisco. No one wants to buy it because there's a hipster inside of it. <laughs> I'm lonely. Yeah. Last week, I was called the fugly Indian version of Penelope Cruz. I know, I was like, I know, I was like, oh my God. My dad is finally talking to me! <laughs> Yay. I'm lonely. Um, I kind of hate it when people tell me that I'm Indian, like I don't know that I'm Indian. That's like green fucking orange penis! <laughs> I don't think he even deserves a tangerine. I think we should call it that tang shit. Like, he's got a tang penis. 
because it's outdated and disgusting. <laughs> I'm actually really freaked out. I think about him all the time. I'm freaked out. And I'm really sad because before Donald Trump became president, all I thought about was ver verbally abusing my ex so he would never leave me. <laughs> I'd be like, you're kind of cute, but Chaz is like hotter and like better face. Um, but now I'm like freaked out. I'm totally freaked out. Like I'm afraid like my nouveau ring is gonna get deported. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, being Indian is kind of hard because you're like American and Indian. And my friend told me the other day, Trish, you're not Indian enough. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you need to have like mostly Indian friends to be like more Indian. And I was like, um, that's narrow-minded. So I told him to slurp and get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> get the fuck out. Um, a lot of Americans took things from Indians like yoga, meditation, laziness. There's a reason why all Bollywood films have so much dancing. Because we're too lazy to write the script. I'm gonna act this out. Just own it. Own it, pretty boy. I'm acting out. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm gonna be a Bollywood director. Rajiv, come here. I need you to help me write this script. Come here. I'm very tired from shaving my back. Stop changing the light bulbs. Stop changing them. Stop changing them. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that's an Indian Bollywood dance for you white people. Home, dude, you totally look like the dude from Homeland. I think you're like secretly for the CIA. I swear to God. Do you guys think that too? Yeah, yeah. You'd play like his younger version. He's like, oh, I'm not Arabic just yet, but maybe later. Um. A lot of Americans think that Indians are vegetarian, but that's actually not true. Um, there was this actually documentary back in the 80s. It was called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> we ate monkey brain. Has anyone heard of Bikram, Bikram yoga? Has anyone do that, heard of it? You do it, yeah. Yeah, it's hot yoga. I don't think that's an Indian thing because we like moved to get away from the heat. Like the only reason I would be in a hot room with a bunch of annoying white women would be a frat part of the University of Arizona. Because <laughs> at least I get to drink. <laughs> um, a little bit about me. I want people to think I'm like young, like teenager young. Like if a guy's interested in me, I want him willing to go to prison in order to see my vagina on his iPhone. Prison. <laughs> um, I Dude, thank you. I'm dying for that. I swear to God. I, I have a 44-year-old boyfriend. You don't even know how lucky I am. Um, thank you. Um, I think the reason I want people to think that I'm young is because I'm in my 30s. Uh, being in your 30s is really hard. No, it's hard. It's hard because like my body wants to have a baby like a teenager. It's like, hell yeah, let's do this thing. But my brain is like an old man. No, get the coat hanger. <laughs> I hate Obamacare. He's racist. I don't know. I don't know. Um, my, yeah, it's, it's just weird. So, like, my friends keep telling me, Trish, like, being in your 30s is awesome because you're finally comfortable with who you really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Oh, nah. 
But they're right, I am comfortable with who I am. The problem is that I'm comfortable with being a terrible person. Um, I refuse to take Uber rides from Asian drivers. Not because you bad drive bad, but my surcharge is always three times as higher. You greedy motherfuckers, stop surcharging me. Um, Pam's gonna hate this one. I hate white women that like the band Journey. Yeah. I know. Um, I like being the token minority in the room to help white people feel less racist. I need to work on that one. Uh, uh, yeah, so I've had a boyfriend. We're actually going on four years on Tuesday, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, weed, pretty much. Weed. He's giving me weed. Um, but uh, yeah, so before we go, went out, I hadn't dated in a while, so I went on eHarmony for some dating tips. And it said to me, on your first date, you should never drink too much, talk too much, or unleash your emotional baggage on the first date. So I don't get to do anything I want? <laughs> What's there to do? What, what, I, playground? I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. And there's so many dating tips out there for women, but there's like no dating tips for men. Dating tips for men is as rare as finding a fat Asian chick. And you just keep looking, and you just keep looking, and it turns out she's only half Asian. <laughs> it's fucking not fair. You guys want some dating tips? You want to hear some? All right. Um, if, if, all right. If you have a neck tattoo, uh, you either have hep C or genital herpes or a little bit or both. And I, I don't want that. <laughs> um, when you put it in, look at my face. <laughs> he knows because he doesn't do it. That's what it is. Um, when you put it in, be Asian because I'm tired and it fits. Um, so when we first started going out, I would lie about my hot friends so he couldn't, didn't think he could do better than me. Um, so I'd be like, Kristen, she's cool, but she's racist. She has like 10 fucking restraining orders. Even the neighbor's dog has a restraining order against her. And Jan, she's cool, but she's racist. She told my brother to shave his back and get a green card. And Heather's the worst one of all. She wants to get married. <laughs> Fucking weird bitch. <sighs> but now we've been together for four years and he's like really, we're stabilized, kind of normal. And he's really into this fantasy stuff. He's into like fantasy baseball, fan fantasy football, fantasy hockey, fantasy soccer, fantasy IUD competitions, who can keep it in the longest? fantasy everything but I I don't think there's any time to fantasize me I'm hoping he still does because he has no fucking time with this other shit all right let's move to other stuff uh I hate him um I travel a lot um across the country I was in Arizona the first time anyone been to Arizona yeah No, it was for a wedding, an Indian wedding. There was an elephant, it was cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they found that elephant. They had to kill it. Um, yeah, it was weird, it's, I think it's like the borderline incest state, like I'll look at a couple and they're like brother and sister and they're like, yeah, that's normal, it's cool. And it's the only place where like bros exist over 50. It's like a weird place. 
And it's, they all have like tribal tattoos and like the Quicksilver sunglasses and the limited vocabulary. <laughs> and then I was in Georgia last week and I was talking to some college kids. You're from Georgia? Yeah, well, you're not gonna like what I have to say. Um, so I was talking to some college kids and they were like 20, maybe 19. And I was like, what do you think about living in San Francisco? And they're like, yeah, I gotta check with my wife. I'm like, what? <laughs> like your brain hasn't fully formed until you're like 25. It's like the only guy I know that got married in college was OJ Simpson. And I don't know if you heard, I don't think that turned out too well for him. <laughs> I'll leave you with one final joke. Um, so I've lived in San Francisco for 10 years now. Um, any San Francisco natives or people who live here? Yay. Yay. No, you guys don't live here? Well, then just applaud. She's goddammit. <laughs> um, so a lot of things have changed. Um, I've realized that old Asian women on Mini are fucking assholes. They actually kicked a three-year-old daughter, like a little girl, off one of, the, one of the chairs. It was awful. They don't give a fuck. Uh, Pokemon Go has replaced human interaction. And I've replaced my hope with weed. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Trish, everybody, Trish Pandia. Listen to her every Wednesday on Trish and Dan, Face Oblivion. What a great name for a show. What a great open mic. And it really is fun every week. They give you free candy. Your last comedian of the night, he he used to be a priest. I mean, if we're going to get into ex-relationships, this guy used to, he used to have a real serious thing with Jesus there for a while. And some other ladies. I've heard he's had some relationships with his ladies and back in the past in the times. He's the coolest. He's the coolest old dude I know. Like, out of the old dudes, I mean, there are a couple old comics, right? I mean, I'm sorry. You're actually, okay, let me say this. I know, Paul's gone. There's a couple old guys that are in comedy, and uh, he's the only one that I would actually consider having sex with. You guys are going to love And I'm so glad that Jonathan is here tonight. No, you really are. He's a hot guy, and he's like Irish. He's got that cool accent. Uh, if I, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm really glad. Jonathan never listens to these unless he's here. So my boyfriend, he won't be, he won't be jealous of you. <laughs> Maybe he will be. Just, just not tell him. Everybody, your next comedian, your last comedian of the night, the hilarious headliner that we're all here to see. You guys are going to love him. He's an amazing human being. Everybody, it's Griffin Daly. crazy till this fucking show. Man, what's some people on here, man? Just got back from London, been over there four or five months. We're watching you fuckers on the TV. We couldn't believe, oh man. Everyone was just laughing all the time. The two worst fucking possible candidates in America. Huh? Can you believe it? Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump. I couldn't believe that ugly little bitch had the nerve to run against Hillary. <laughs> <sighs> 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 <laughs> 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 I 
wish I could remember that Alzheimer's joke. <laughs> this is about exes, crazy exes, is that what it is? Sure. <laughs> I got more fucking exes than a voting booth, I'll tell you. <laughs> the one night stands count as well, right? Sure. Oh God. And while I was in London, right, big party in London, and um, everyone was there, all the family, all my old gangster buddies from the, we always to go fucking robbing people together, you know. <laughs> in walks my ex-wife, the first one. <laughs> oh, Griff, look at you, you haven't changed a bit in 30 years. I said, thanks, babe. She says, yeah, you always looked about 70. That's what they like in England. So I said, thank you for reminding everyone why I left you. <laughs> she goes, come on, you can do better than that. Hit me with a good one. So we're in London, sarcasm rules. I said, okay. I just suddenly realized why you never, why you never wear panties. You can't keep your legs together close, long enough to put them on, sorry. You can't, I've got to do it again. I suddenly realised, this is a new joke, I suddenly realised why you never wear panties. You can't keep your legs together long enough to put them on. Yeah! All right, got it out, got it out, got it out. <sighs> she says, okay, let's play a guessing game. I said, sure. Everyone was listening. I said, sure. She goes, all right, Griff, um, guess which one of the kids is yours. <laughs> Well, it was the 70s. <laughs> the swinging 70s. I said, I don't know, the boy. She goes, no, silly, it was the abortion. Oh. Fuck! Oh, well, you've heard of that time, haven't you? Everyone was fucking around, you know. I got six kids on that block, just not the ones I paid for. The sexual revolution, they called it. It was just like, forget everything, just fuck anyone you want. You know, it was like that's what it was like. Wife swapping dates on Saturday nights, you know, orgies. If you were born between 1965 and 1985, you don't know who your daddy is. <laughs> you fucking don't know. You don't fucking know. I'm telling you. And if it was around here, it could be me. Oh yeah. Anyone born in the Richmond district in the 80s? <laughs> Richmond district in the 80s, anyone? No? All right. <sighs> You're fucking funny. I love you. She's funny, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do anything oh, sorry, else? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Anything else you want to show? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I like, I love being out with all the young people, you know. I remember, it's like, take me back to the old days. All these young guys with these fucking beautiful heads of fucking dark hair, you know. 
It's the future, Sonny. Fucking right there. There you go. It'll come. It'll fall out. Turn fucking white. Oh, dear. The funny thing about getting old is I don't even like the other old people. Are we done? <laughs> We're fucking done. Everyone, if you go for a piss, you've got to kick the door at the bottom really hard to get... <laughs> so get fucking out of there. Drop kick that bastard. Oh, dear. Now, I don't mind getting old. I used to worry about it, you know, but what the fuck? Here, look at this. Let me just show you something. This, this sort of thing brings you back to the other. You see that little mark right there? That yes. little round bit? Over there, there's a scar. This is my fourth fucking biopsy, right? Really? Yeah, in five years. Wow, yeah. cancer. Yeah. No cancer. Bad I have one, but this was the last one. I just got the thing back today from the biopsy. Yeah, but this is okay. A benign fucking lesion. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? It means I've probably got another few weeks. <laughs> don't, fucking, don't mean anything else, you know. Until the next lump pops up. So look after yourself. Keep out the sun, girls. Yeah, you don't want any cancers on your tit. You don't want any them lesions on your titties, you know. Mm. Ah, that's great, though. I love getting old, really. Because like they say, you know, you start to not give a fuck. Once you've been close to death a few times, it's like, nah. If it comes back positive, and they say, we've got a month to live, I'm fucking going to Hawaii. Yeah. I'm going in that big fucking pink hotel there and I'm getting the fucking 18-year-old hooker. I'm getting, it's two grand, five Viagras, fucking kill me. Let's get at it. Yeah. 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 If the wife says it's okay. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <coughs> nah, some people don't. Only a lot of you youngsters don't like marriage and shit. You've been married. I'm, this is my third fucking marriage. It's all right. This one's good. Yeah. Got no, no kids, see? No kids. That's the answer. Abortion rules. Fucking right. You, you fucking got it. You keep it. Make sure you keep that shit. Hmm? Expensive little bastards they are. Uh, no, but I don't like the other old people. But I can't fucking stand them, you know. I fell over three times limping on. Did you see me limping on this fucking hip? Three times I fell over in a month. Right? I go to the doctor. Crazy old bastard. Oh, Mr. Daly, why did you fall down? I said, well, that's the only direction you can go when you fall. <laughs> you think he'd know that, wouldn't you, being a scientist? He goes, no, but the reason, did you trip? I said, no, not since Woodstock. Stop. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Starts poking me with his stethoscope, right? He goes, look at this lot. He said, you're overweight for your height. I said, come on, Doc, you don't know how high I am. <laughs> the fuck? The fuck does he know, right? <sighs> Who fucking laughed? Was that Woodstock joke hack or something back there? Hey. You heard it before? Where's your wife? What? Where's your wife? Where's my wife? I don't know. 
out having fun somewhere. I told you, we're fucking old school. I don't keep tabs. I don't even do what she likes. Right? Right, girls? Listen. This is what feminism's good for. You fuck anybody you like, nobody's business, right? That's what we do. You can. Don't let anybody put you down. Shag around. <laughs> what do they call it now? Um, polyamory. Polyamory. It's fucking around. Get at it. That's what I say. You come up with stupid new words for everything. What's the matter with your generation? Oh, dear. I got a terrible cold. I'm trying to get over it. I was in the bed all day. You hear me getting fucking? I keep getting. Uh, uh, uh. Oh dear! Mm. I got this antique shop in San Rafael. Come over sometime. If you're in town, pop in, say hello. We'll have a cup of tea. Yeah, a couple of cookies, a little fondling if you're up for it. You know. No, just, no I won't. I'm not a grabber. I'm not. I'm not a Trump grabber. You know, but it's like. We'll take it. We'll take your time. <laughs> the redhead's going. <laughs> Not you. Send her over. It's <laughs> <laughs> girl coming Christmas week. Looks a lot like you actually. But uh, a beautiful girl, young, about fifty. Older than you, but look, yeah. Now she's walking around the shop, you know. Oh, um, I'm looking for something really, really, really old and funky for my bedroom. I said, Well, I'm 67. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking more like something like a grandfather's clock. I said, I've got a grandfather's clock right here. <laughs> Rejected. I'm too smooth for these modern women. Oh, I swear it is. Yeah, I am, yeah. It's got this big necklace. I said, what that, what's that hanging around your neck there? She said, oh, it's a dream catcher. I said, well, catch mine and mine. We'll get wet together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 1985. No, 84. My first night in San Francisco... November 84, I don't know what fucking day it was. I'm in this bar up on Geary, Pat O'Shea's. Supposed to meet my brother there, right? You know Pat's, right? It's about 30 fucking Chinese girls in the bar and me, nobody else. I walk in, I'm supposed to meet Mick there at fucking 10 o'clock. It's all these chicks. I'm fucking amazed by all this. I've never seen a fucking Chinese woman in my life. Being from London. Well, old ones, you know, the young one. I'm mesmerised by all this Asian beauty, you know. So I must have been creeping them the fuck out. <laughs> and this one girl comes over. She's going she's gonna to make fun of me. Beautiful Chinese face, long blonde hair. She goes, is that a personal question? I said, sure. She goes, um, sexual orientation. I said, oh, I love having sex with orientals. <laughs> She goes, ooh, 
But it was a valley girl that's more like, Ooh. I said, what, I'm ugly? She goes, no, not ugly exactly. Um, attractively challenged. I said, I know why you don't like me. It's just genuine blondes find me attractive. Well, she started it. She goes, this is real. I said, yeah, L'Oreal. <laughs> Sorry about the croaky bit there. I this week. Mm. She goes, what are you anyway, English or something? I said, yeah, can I be your boyfriend? She says, no, but you can be my butler. It worked out. No, I was making her laugh. She took me home about one o'clock, you know. It's lovely stuff. That's what I like about you California girls. No, I love it. California girls. You're feisty ladies. Feisty, all of you. Easy, but feisty. <laughs> Easy, but feisty. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> fucking good idea. <laughs> Easy but feisty. California girls. Oh yeah, the whole thing. California girls. Easy but feisty. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. They're no easier than anybody else. It's every. They're all everywhere. Swedish girls are fucking easy. German girls are easy. German girls are really fucking easy. I, stop, forget about it. What the fucking matter? You keep talking about this shit for. You have three minutes. Huh? Oh, I have Three minutes. I've got three minutes more of jokes anyway. Hang on, let me scratch my ear. Oh, oh fuck. Do you have to pluck your ear hairs? No, I just fucking razor them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so what are you, you going to do? I'm fucking hanging out here by now, you know. <laughs> you just get the electric razor in there. Tickles too, it's nice. <laughs> it's like a vibrator in your fucking ear. <laughs> My ears have more gasms than my dick, you know. That's a good, Just you just fucking gave me the setup. That's good, I like that, yeah. They like it too. I've forgotten what I was going to do before that. Uh, My missus, though. I love her. Wonderful girl. I love the fucking debtor. She's wonderful. 25 years we've been together. True. Yeah. Yeah. No punchline to that. That's true. But see, I'm, I'm going a bit deaf, you know, especially in this year. That's why I can't hear these girls laughing much. I have to turn like this and I, I can hear them laughing. That's my excuse. <coughs> anyway, this is, she, this is one of her jokes, right? This is true. Just this morning, right, I couldn't hear what she was fucking saying. I'm sitting at the breakfast table reading the paper. The next, first thing I know, she knocks the paper down. Boom. She says, you... You never listen to what I say, do you? I said, well, you never say what I listen to. <laughs> like, that was her joke. She made it up. She said, tell them that. That's funny, right? It's a woman's fucking joke, see? 
it's good. Thank you, darling. You got a few laughs. I should try it the other way around, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, because it was. Uh, I should try it like this. Um, I said to her, "You never listen to what I say, do you?" And she goes, "Well, you never say what I listen to." This was a woman's joke. That's why I should do it that way around, right? Well. <laughs> Can't do it now. Uh, well, I just did it. Back, back to front. No, but anyway, see, that was fucking great. The other day she comes in, dressed in this skin-tight buckskin outfit, like How the. How old is your girlfriend? Fifty-one now, I think. Awesome. I just wanted to picture the great body in the buckskin. <laughs> 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 Same body like that. <laughs> but blonde hair, blonde hair. So she comes in right in this buckskin fucking dress with tassels, feathers sticking out of her hair. Griffin, I'm going back to nature. I said, but what makes you think nature wants you back? She goes, well, it's been 25 years. We've got nothing in common anymore. I said, surely we do. I didn't want to lose her. I mean, she's a great cook. No, she is. She does all this gourmet stuff, right? Fancy gourmet stuff. But like I said... Deaf as a fucking post. I said, come on, say something you like. Let's see what we've got in common. She says, well, I like smoked herrings. I said, well, I like smoking heroin too. <laughs> fucking spark me up, right? She goes, you idiot. Said, I'll tell you what I really like. She said, what I really like is, um, and I want to do it this afternoon. She said, I really like going down to the beaches. I said, I love going down on the beaches. <laughs> Which one? None of that's true. Don't get angry. None of it's true. Talk about exes. We were both 16, right? Didn't know what the fuck we were doing. 16 years old. Instead of putting the knob end in her mouth, she's biting down on the base of it. I said, what the fuck are you doing? You got it back to front. She says, oh, sorry. I'm dyslexic. Who was talking about Jesus earlier or something like that? Somebody was. <laughs> Somebody was talking about him. There's no evidence he actually fucking existed. The Romans made it all up for the money. Fucking money they've been getting for 2,000 fucking years. Can you believe it? They own half the real estate in this city, those motherfuckers. Talk about gangsters. <laughs> Great stuff. But i tell you what, I'll bet you when he was born, Jesus, right, everyone was like, well, thank fuck at last. Now we can start counting forwards in time. <laughs> That's it. You can, <laughs> you can fucking go now. Griffin Daily, everyone. That has been Pam Dass's County Clubhouse here. On what's the time stamp it? The second month, the tenth day of 2017. Uh, that was a really fun show, and thank you guys all for being here. Uh, I apologize wickedly if some people did not get their pot treats. I will be making them again. I just, uh, I, I will come back next. I should have brought the pasta. I made. 
pasta with weed in it. This I know it's pasta. It's weed. And I, but I was like, I can't like, I can't like bring like uncooked pasta and give that to people. Cause I was like, okay, you boil it at three minutes and it floats and then you put like garlic and butter on it. You'll be fine. And you're like, I don't know if I can do that. But if you guys ever come back to me and you didn't get a treat, I will give you one next week. I promise you I'm making more butter this weekend. Everything will happen. Am I bribing people to listen to comedy with weed treats? Yes, absolutely. Every fucking week. This is what I do. So if you were not properly bribed this week, just come back next week and be like, oh, yeah, I uh, paid my five bucks, so I don't get a weed treat. We're like, all right, all right. This is caramels. I gave you the caramel. Thank you. Uh, again, to Zun Zhu in the back. Uh, being a champion among men uh, holding this shit together. Thank you guys. Thank you all of the comedians that have been here tonight. Richard Kiss, Trish and Dan of Trish and Dan Face Oblivion. Uh, we also had Griff Daly who fucking murdered it for... You guys, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth of Alta California, uh, talking about number four, number five. I'm really sorry that you had to smoke crack without your knowledge. That's terrible for everyone. That's crazy. Uh, There were other people here earlier, but we're cool. Uh, There's a new show coming up next. Listen in to uh, Something in Dr. Genius. It's like Deep deep Tissue. tissue. Deep Tissue with Dr. Genius. Now from Fridays. If anyone has a cigarette for me, I wouldn't kick you in the face for it. Thanks for being here. Bye. Yeah. Strike curious bow.